Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. We are coming to you live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where anticipation is high and furniture is being secured so that tables are not flipped because tonight we're through messing around. The topic is Led Zeppelin, which means all jams. And our guest is uh, our resident expert of jams. We've brought in actual expertise as opposed to our uh, our opinions. Expertise. Uh, yes. Uh, tonight, as a guest, a guy that we have known for years, he uh, was artistic director of the legendary Factory Theater for many years. And uh, we are very honored to have him on the show tonight. Scott Oaken joins us. Scott, welcome to Jag Bags. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled. <laughs> we are. The, the pleasure is ours. So we got a great show for you guys tonight. Um, we're going to talk all things Led Zeppelin. Some surprises for you. Uh, some controversial takes. And uh, it'll be a very uh, enlightening discussion. Uh, we'll also, uh, before we get into that, we'll uh, talk some uh, themes from past weeks, uh, as we always do. We'll talk the week that was in NBA. We'll talk Bulls and Cavs. The MLB season is underway. And uh, we'll talk all things Cubs, Indians, and we'll talk some White Sox too. And then before we get into the meat of the program, which is, of course, the British quartet that uh, dominated music in the 70s and still uh, resonates uh, today. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's start with Major League Baseball. The, uh, the Cubs are playing tonight. Last I saw, they, Brian hit a home run and they took a one nothing lead and that was the last I saw. I'm not sure if they're... Yeah, Elsley is pitching well. He's, so they've still uh, got the lead. Yeah, he's throwing a shutout. I think he's still in. Is he still in? One zip, bottom of the sixth. Yeah. So uh, they had a rough series against uh, the Pirates. Ugh. Pitching kind of uh, deserted them a little bit, and some old bad habits uh, cropped up in the order. But uh, still some nice surprises. Um, I'll start. I, I feel like uh, Bryant is really off to a nice start. All yeah, he, got, he, homered uh, just, he homered tonight, so yeah. I, he's I, looking I, much better. I, I agree. Hopefully his uh, injuries have... You know, this is kind of the Bryant that we're that we're, we're used to seeing. They will trade him once if if they're not in contention. That's the only that's the good thing about it. They're going to trade him because they got to rebuild the farm system because they're not going to they're not going to resign him. I, I it's going to break my heart, but because um, he's doing all this for me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's 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 got a he's starting out great, you know. Um, but and the, and the, the pitching was doing well until uh, Davies had a bad game, and uh, so did uh, Williams, right? He they both yeah. had a couple of bad games. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, but there's there's signs of optimism. Baez has hit a couple homers, and he was awful last year. I know last year wasn't a real season, but he's he seems to be more of his old self. Kimbrel's been great, lights out. Yeah, I mean the bullpen in general has been pretty good. So one thing that might help, I mean, our offense is bad, but the division, nobody in the division's gotten off to a great start. So we can keep our head above water. And you like to think Rizzo, Rizzo always has a bad first month. So maybe yep. 
in May, Rizzo will start hitting. Maybe that'll kick start the offense a little bit. Rizzo is getting off to his typical April start. And uh, what about uh, Scott? We talked a little bit about Jack Peterson uh, uh, last week on the on the podcast. What's your uh, what's your take on uh, is he a, is he an improvement over Schwarber? You know, he's he's essentially well statistically they're they're pretty much the same. Uh, he's a slightly better. Uh, fielder in terms of can go get it right he won't take uh, stupid routes to the ball like Schwarber will at times but the thing with Schwarber is that he would make up for it by by throwing guys out right you couldn't run on him right um you know it it's it's a lateral move when it's all said and done uh you know they have to try something but I don't know I like Marisnik uh uh he, he seems to be pretty good yeah um nice little and you could go get him out in center field he can get some hits so he's He's definitely improving over Almora because Almora was done. Yeah. Um, I still yeah. think Madden ruined Almora. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree with you because he was going good. What was it? Uh, was it 2018? Yeah. Where he started out great. And it's like, let's sit him now because I want a yeah. platoon. And then For like three him. games. So he right. would send, I'm like, what are you doing? Right. I, I agree with you. But he needed to change the classic change of scenery. But yeah, Peterson, whatever. I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, you, you need that guy there. Is he going to make more contact? I don't know. They need He's, something like Hap or somebody has to get on base. They need that contact guy. That's why they should have kept Nico up because they need a they well they, they actually need a more proven contact guy just somewhere in the order somewhere at the top. Yeah, uh, you know, like Zobrist. What they you miss, know? They miss do you remember can, in yeah. the NLCS against the Dodgers? Well, the Cubs lost two games in a row. Down, uh, I think they lost one to nothing to uh, uh, Kershaw. They come, they lost two in a row. They come to uh, uh, L.A. and the fir- what does Zobers do his first time up? He lays down a bunt because no one was getting any hits, and then boom, opened up the door. You need a guy like Zobrist, not actual Zobrist because he's a hundred. But you know. yeah, we talked about Zobrist last week. That that it's exactly what we said. He was the guy we're missing. Yep, that type of player. And a true leadoff hitter, although we also said last week there aren't very many of those left. Just, a, you know, the classic speedster right. guy who can draw a walk, steal a base. Like you wish Billy Hamilton would have been that, you know, uh, yeah. but he just can't, you can't steal first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's on, Billy he's a... Uh, Billy he's Hamilton's a guy who should never hit the ball in the air, and he always does. Right. Well, <laughs> except against the Cubs, he gets on, he gets like three hits yeah. a game. <laughs> against the Cubs, he'd magically be able to hit. If I were him, I would just learn how to bunt because who's going to throw him out? Yeah, just, he's just so fast. No batting practice, just Who bunting practice. Who was the practice. dude we had in 2018 that we that we got late in the season? Gore was his name. Yeah, from the Royals. Yeah, yeah he just he ran like 800 miles per hour, and it was <laughs> yeah. like automatic. It's like, all right, we need to you know go go run go run the first, and then he boom. I mean, he would steal it. You know, he's going, and he'd get. I mean, because he was just so ridiculously fast. That's yeah. why you need a 27 man roster because you need a guy like that on your team. You need that. Right. Um, well, the Cubs have, uh, they, they finish up with Milwaukee and then who do they have after, uh, after Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, they play Atlanta. And oh. to be, to be honest, it's a relief. Finally play a team outside of the division. It's like the, we've played the division nonstop. Like last year, that whole schedule practically was against our division. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe, maybe seeing different pitchers that might help our offense. I mean, because we, we, the Brewers and the Pirates, they, they know us backwards and forwards. So maybe just going against someone we don't know as well might help. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, the Braves got off to a good start. I, I was watching a little bit of that Sunday night baseball uh, last night. And uh, boy, that Acuna is great. 
Yeah. He's yeah, he's at like 450, I think. Unbelievable. Yeah. Is it him or is it Albies is the one who gets a hit every time up against us? <laughs> Albies, I think. Every I mean, seriously, every time up, it's yeah. like stop, stop it. Just walk him. <laughs> it's so, him and uh and Acuna and uh Freeman. Oh god, yeah. And uh Dansby Man Swanson. Oh uh, <laughs> Dan's beatman. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, the, the Braves will be, uh, but you're right. Maybe a change of scenery, you know, a staff that uh, that hasn't seen each other. It might be a good. It might be a, a, a jump start for the Cubs. The Sox are. Uh, the Sox had a uh, kind of a, a weird road trip uh, west coast, but uh, they're kind of you know hovering around 500. That, that reliever cursed their team by saying we're never going to blow a save. And they're <laughs> they blown like three already. Why, why would you say that? I don't know. <laughs> like, we're we're always gonna we're gonna get a hit every time up. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody on the Cubs said that. Well, because last night know. or was it? Yeah, it was yesterday. Their closer, who was great supposedly, gives up a game winning homer. I mean, a game tying homer. Yeah, it's, this stuff keeps happening to them. And their manager is 105 years old, so <laughs> right. He's looking for Dennis Eckersley to come in. Right. <laughs> Well, they're up three to two on uh, the Indians in the third. Um, oh, <laughs> feel sorry for me. How's the Indians start, Ben? Uh, they uh, they're working on a four game win streak. They uh, they uh, the Tigers came in, they swept them. So the Tigers are awful, but Ugh. that's what you're supposed to do with lousy teams. You're supposed to supposed to sweep them. Supposed to beat them. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Ramirez is off to a good start, and uh, the pitching's been very good and uh so bullpen's been excellent this closer they've got uh emmanuel clays that guy came in throwing like a hundred miles an hour and uh uh, against detroit i mean every pitch was over a hundred so if he's if he can be there they got this is the guy they got for kluber they think he can be amazing he was out all last year because of roids and uh he's back throwing a hundred i'm sure that's legit yeah, and he'll look uh, good on the Yankees midseason. How how dare you? So we'll see. They're I mean now they're playing a good team in the Sox. So I don't know if they're I don't know about the Sox. I don't know. But they 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 did everything right though. I mean because they very last year almost was like their 2015 in a way because they 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 got the guys they got the young guys that were coming up. They made the right trades. I mean they made the big moves. Grandal and then uh. uh uh, lefty was on the Braves. Help me. A pitcher, lefty, was on the Braves. Oh, not uh, the Braves, on the Houston. Uh, uh, Keiko. Keiko. And then Lance Lynn, who's actually uh, been doing pretty good for them, Looks too. Looks great. Yeah, he pitched great. He pitched great his last game. He always, I, he always, the Cubs used to, used to smack him around. They did. They did. That's why I was surprised, because I thought his career was going down tubes, and then he snapped out of it. Right. Like he's he gotten better as he's, yeah. it's like he's gotten better as he's gotten older. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That lineup is loaded. That Sox lineup. It is. They're not playing well though. They're really they're blowing games. They lost one of their best hitters. I don't know. And Larusso, we talked about this last week. Larusso was a bad pick for manager. Poor, totally bad pick. I don't understand that. I don't get it at all. I mean, Reinsdorf's guy, right? I mean, he's he's loyal to his friends. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Sox needed some toughness. <laughs> No truth it's to the rumor. It's worked out just as well as his pick for the Bulls. Right. So. There's no truth to the rumor that Boylan has a new job. <laughs> yeah. 
behind the scenes. Behind the scenes as a toughness coordinator. Toughness coordinator. I'm like, come on, Abreu. Makes sense. Reinsdorf said, move from the Bulls to the Sox. It's perfect. That's why Eloy got hurt because you were on the show. It's toughness. (laughs) (laughs) Messed up the Sox season. One more thing to blame Boylan on. You know what? I, 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 I still don't hate that trade. The Eloy for uh, Quintana, the Eloy and Cease. I, I don't. I don't know if I hate that trade as much. I mean, yeah, Quintana didn't turn out to be much. It seemed solid at the time. We were trying to win another one. Right. I, I have no problem with it. You gotta. You gotta do trades like that. You have to. You right. I mean, I think we'll see what kind of career Eloy has. I mean, if he's kind of a bust, then. If Eloy's a guy that like one day goes in the Hall of Fame, then that will come back. I'm like, thinking no. Jury's out. Him and you know, him and uh, uh, Dahlback will slug it out for a home run contest. <laughs> right? He's on Milwaukee now, isn't he? The, the, he was the Cubs far hand. We we got you know what we got for him. Uh, uh, what the hell? Uh, we got the lefty. Uh, Mike Montgomery, we got him from Seattle. He went to Seattle. Now he's on uh, um, Milwaukee. Anyways, you got to make those trades, and uh, you know if if you if you're trying to win, yeah, I don't I don't regret that. I mean, it's like he was a good starter. You thought that's what you needed, right? And they made the playoffs that year. It's not like right, and it's like the 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 Wade Davis trade for uh, Solaire for Wade Davis. I mean. He had one blown save. He almost didn't blow a save that year. Yeah, he was fantastic. Davis was. He struck out Harper to when we beat the Nationals were a better team than us that year. And we yeah, he struck series. out Harper to end it. That's right. Yeah. That was an amazing series. That Cubs well, Nationals series. Here's the thing, though the 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 Nationals were helped by the rain, if you recall, because the game rained out, and then they so they got an extra start from Strasburg. Because Strasburg, the, the Cubs could have could have went up and and not have Game Five, you know. But there was a rain out, and then they got Strasburg, and Strasburg, you know, he Strasburged it. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have won that series. Probably not. So we overachieved, I thought. But that's just how it is sometimes. Um, anyways, let's move on to the Bulls. Have you been watching the Bulls at all? Okay. Uh, I saw Zach Levine drop 50 uh, and they the other lost. day. I know they lost, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you still don't have that one guy, right? That one, you got a, a couple of complimentary players, but you like the two guys. You need the Michael and Scotty. Who are well, they? Exactly? They have two all-stars now, but I don't think Levine, Levine, he's obviously, he's hugely talented. You look at his stats, his stats are crazy how well he shot the ball. But at the end of the games, like against Atlanta, they're up big in that game. Atlanta came back and took the lead. So what happens? Levine travels, then he drives at a basket, gets the shot blocked. That always happens at the end of games with him. He's like, he just doesn't, he doesn't rise to the occasion for that stuff. He's no Ben Gordon. He is no Ben Gordon. No one is. Secretly <laughs> one of the be- better players in Bulls history. <laughs> right? I watched that uh, compilation video, Len, uh, that I'm sure you watch every night. <laughs> uh, and it's a clutch Ben Gordon. Yep, oh, he, he was, was very, very he was 
very clutch. That's the thing that stood out about him. It's like since Jordan, you you, you had a guy who would take the shot at the end of the game and make it. Yeah, and it, Levine, like I said, he's he's really good, but I don't know if he's he's got that ability to beat these really good teams at the end of the game with a clutch play. It just doesn't seem to happen for him. And Vukovic, he's a great player too. You got two great players now. Um, the problem is there's only like 20 games left. It's hard to gel a team that quick. And, and I like Donovan. He's a good coach. But like yesterday, I actually watched almost a whole game yesterday. They're playing the worst team in the league. But even saying that, it's not like the Timberwolves have no talent because they have um, Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Rubio, and uh, Edwards. I got the, the number, number one, pick one in the draft. Edwards, he's really good. And the Bulls didn't play that bad, but this is how the season is going for them. They lost because Rubio made five threes, and Rubio is not a good shooter, but magically turned into one against the Bulls. That's and Wally Serbiak. The, <laughs> the Timberwolves made every free throw. They didn't miss one. I think they were 26 for 26. And the Bulls lost by two or three points. So it's just like things just don't go right for them. They don't have – they. Toughness. I think they have enough talent, but just things don't ever – aren't going right for them. No toughness. No, they need more toughness. Well, <laughs> ironically, their defense is not good. Levine, I, I forget he's on the team when we're playing defense. I don't know where he is half the time. Like there's a couple good defenders, and that's about it. Oaken and I think that the Bulls should hire Shaq as uh, <laughs> as head coach. I mean, as, keep him in stitches, or as an assistant coach of comedy. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the refs won't even be able to call any fouls against because they'll be yeah, laughing. You'll so be, be yucking it up on the court. <laughs> Shaq will be doing bits. Hey, uh, hey, ref. <laughs> You hear the one about uh, my. This is uh, my uh, last podcast for Jack. I think it's hard to, you know, when you make they make these trades, these in season trades, and it just takes forever for these guys to, you know, figure out how to play together. Yeah, ain't like baseball where you have like literally, you know, like seventy games or something. You know where where. Yeah, you're right. You got like 20 games, 20, 30 games. And but ba- that- in baseball, though, but baseball is more individual. You go up and you bat yourself. Right. I mean, um, basketball, it's like learning to know where your guys are, where they like to shoot the ball, talking to each other on defense. So it's the defense that always suffers. Yeah. The, well, yeah, the Bulls defense wasn't good. Uh, Temple's a pretty good defender and he's been out. He's been out with injuries. So Levine, though, I mean, he always talks like, yeah, uh, I'm going to get better on defense, but he doesn't. He doesn't get better. Defense is desire. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have the desire. He talks like he does, but he doesn't. And I mean, there's there's no Thaddeus Young's a pretty good defender. I like Young. But uh, yeah, he's he's played really well this year. I like him. I like Williams. I think Williams has done some really. Do you see his block the other night? I like him too. He, I mean, the guy's nineteen. Yeah, and he has no ego. 
and he was the fourth pick in the draft. How does that happen? Right. You're the fourth pick in the draft, and you're humble, and you you play hard. You don't care that you're not getting shots that maybe you should get. It's uh, it's just crazy. And this is a key week for them because they play. I think they play Memphis a couple times. They play like four teams that they could beat. They gotta win. They gotta start winning these. I mean, I know they can get in the play-in if they're in tenth, but it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating watching them. How's that play-in work? So if you are like the ninth seed, or if you're um, ninth I or think, tenth place, how does that? How does this play-in format work? I think it's the. What is it? I think the seven seed plays the tenth seed in a one game or something like that. And the eight seed plays the nine seed. If the nine seed wins, then they play another game. And then it turns into a best of three or something like that. I think that's how they did it in the bubble. It's kind of just like how they did it in the bubble last time. Oh, so it's like so if you're the seventh seed, that's no guarantee you're gonna you I know, think, make, yeah, I make think the it's first round of the playoffs. Unless there might be a rule about how many uh, games apart you are, possibly too. Oh, so if you've got like a huge lead and you're the seventh seed, you don't have to play the 10th seed. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. And that makes sense. Find out. But I, those teams are also close together. Somebody would have to go on an impossible winning streak for that to happen. Because, you know, Celtics, Knicks, Toronto, Pacers, Pacers Cavs. What are they doing lately? <laughs> what have they giving, done? Giving up 87 points in one half. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Toronto. I looked at the score. I was like, they're losing 87 to 75. I mean, like the Cavs scored 75 points in one half. I'm like, that is amazing. Except sadly, they allowed a God. So they are not playing good defense. Their season is, I think they're, they're done. They're playing out the string. They had um, they had love back against the Thunder. I watched that game, and that was uh, the Thunder had five guys that I'd never heard of. I was like, I have no idea. I I don't know who any of these players are. And this one guy's like, I'm going right after Kevin Love. I'm going right at him. And they're like, they're tussling over loose balls. Love, <laughs> the, they're jawing at each other. Love. <laughs> Love gives him an elbow and like opens up a little cut on this guy's. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's over there. He's like, you know, trash talking love. I'm like, this game is awesome. <laughs> the they rivalry. Were, they were Cleveland. playing hard. I mean, okay, Thunder, see. Yeah. These two teams, Classic rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> two teams going nowhere. Feel the history. <laughs> trash talking each other. That's good though. I like I like when guys care that much. You should always care that much. It was fun. Yeah, the only thing. Oh, Love got. Uh, Love did a classic like pickup game move where he goes he goes to the uh, hoop for a, a layup, gets absolutely drilled, just gets drilled and uh, falls down right near the bench, and he just gets up and sits on the bench. <laughs> I'm not coming back in. No, I'm not shooting free throws. F you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Thunder announcer, because 
I was listening to the Thunder broadcast and their, their color guy is Michael Cage. Remember Michael Cage? Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Played yeah. Seattle. Had the Jerry, the, the, the Jerry yeah, it was him and, uh, and, and Xavier McDaniel. They were like the one-two punch. Yeah. Michael Cage is like, now that's a foul. That's a good foul. foul. <laughs> Remember in the 90s where we could punch people in the face and that could call for a foul? Get your free throws. That was real basketball. When the Heat would play against the Knicks and win 70 to 68. Ooh, <laughs> oh, real basketball. God. I uh, I belong to this Facebook group called Old School Hoops Freaks, <laughs> and they were they had a they had a highlight reel of Bill Lame Beer and just like celebrating all the goonish fouls, and I was like, Lame Beer was a borderline criminal. <laughs> that he, what he played was not basketball. He could shoot a little though. I'll give him that. He could hit the open three. He could shoot. How a dare you? How dare you? Just saying. I mean, he's no Bill Weddington. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no one is. Weddington. <laughs> the worst. First Shaq and then defending Lambier. Wasn't the fact just saying he could shoot. Look, I hated him too. I hated everybody on the Pistons. The, 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 they wouldn't shake a Jordan's hand. Uh, you know, you, you watch that the the. The, the 90s, the special, uh, the Netflix, well, was it Netflix? Last ESPN? Dance. Yeah, Last, Last Dance. Dance. And there's a there's a, a YouTube video where it's uh, every time Jordan took it personally. And and they they, they, they splice <laughs> together all the bits because he's telling me, he's like, well, you know, and uh, George Carl, he didn't say hi, so I took it personally. <laughs> and then he scored like, you know, 60 because George Carl didn't say hi. <laughs> You know, but but the best is that Jordan, he's like, so they gave the MVP to Carmelo. Okay, that's okay. That's fine. You know, so you know you're in trouble with Jordan's like, okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> there ain't never going to be nothing like him ever again. I mean, that's uh, just uh, – and, of course, the best is, 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 is his evil Bond villain laugh when uh, uh, Gary Payton was like, yeah, well, you know, Jordan, I could cover Jordan. And he shows him the – Jordan's reading the tablet uh, or looking at the video on the <laughs> iPad. He's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> he goes, I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> the glove. Uh, I just love that, like, the, the piston, he basically just broke the pistons. Yeah, because after that they were nothing, right? They they mm. sent them down in four, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, one of my favorite games the year after that was Pistons were actually tied with us or something in a game, and then Jordan came out and hit one at the buzzer, top of the key, wins the game, just runs right off the court. I, I remember that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he just comes in, and it was one of those. It was one of those last shot. Everyone knows he's going to get it. He just comes in for cool, and then just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lame Beer quits the league the next year. In the middle of the season, classic jag. Well, it was no Scott Hastings. <laughs> or William Bedford. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the NBA before we move to the topic at hand? No, I think we're good. All right. Let's get to the main event. And we're going to talk 
a band that all of us have loved and uh, ever since we first heard them. And uh, tonight we're just going to break down their albums, their songs, their um, uh, technique on their uh, instruments. <laughs> and we'll uh, get to it in great detail. We are, of course, talking about Led Zeppelin. Probably. Let's... Go ahead. I was going to say, let's, let's start kind of like how we do a lot of times with these topics. First Zeppelin memory, Oaken. First Zeppelin memory. All right. I, I actually know this one. So uh, my, when I first started listening to, to music, you know, on a regular basis, it was just all British invasion, Beatles, 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 Beatles. So uh, uh, a friend uh, of mine who lived a couple blocks down, he had all these albums, all these hard rock albums. And he come, you know, and again, Zeppelin been around for a while. This is like, uh, you know, the late seventies, early eighties. And he's like, just listen to this first Led Zeppelin LP. And he puts on good times, bad times. I'm like, Oh, Oh. And then I, and I just kept playing and I'm like, I'm like, this is freaking unbelievable. So that's why, that's why that, that album always, cause that's the first thing I heard. And I just, it just blew my mind. I just, everything about it, it just changed how I think about music from that point on. What about you, Beast? You know, uh, I'm embarrassed to say that my, that my middle school, junior high school, the last song of every school dance was Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> That never fails. That was the last, that, that's how you knew the dance was over. And it was, you know, you've got to find a girl because that's, you know, eight minutes of, uh, right. And, and it's a perfect dance song. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's enjoy the incredible rhythms of stairway to heaven. <laughs> I'm t uh, hoping to like, you know, make out with some girl. And uh, usually it's just, I'm sitting with all the rest of the guys along the wall. Like, oh, I really like this song. <laughs> it's a jam, man. <laughs> Beeves out on the dance floor. Right. It's a nice day in Ohio to dance to some Zeppelin. Right, Betty? <laughs> Betty. Get out of, get out of here, Beeve. <laughs> the heartless Betty. Poor Betty. Yeah. She, wanted she should have given you a chance, Beeve. She wanted to dance with Eric Hicks instead. Fucking yeah. Eric Hicks. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, good friend of mine. What about you, Len? I got a 45, probably at a used record store, but with a whole lot of love. And um, isn't uh, Living Lovin' made on the back of that? I don't remember what the B side. Yeah, was. I think you're right. Yeah, so that was my first one. So I played that a lot. And then um, I think the first album we had was we had In Through the Outdoor, which I totally remember getting that because it was secret. It was like, here it is. It's in a brown paper bag. And you could take it out. And they put something there where you could paint the cover. Do you remember that? <laughs> so we played that a lot. So that was my... But honestly, growing up, at least in Chicago, I don't know how it was for you, Beef. You heard eight million Zeppelin songs, and you probably didn't even realize it. And then you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, I know that song too," because 
they played every single song off, I'd say the first four Zeppelin albums. And they actually maybe probably up to Houses in a Holy, they, they would play everything. About on the radio? Yeah. So in Cleveland, it was, uh, you, you'd hear it, but like after, you know, 10 p.m., you know, that's when they bust out, you know, the Sabbath and Zeppelin and uh, Blue Oyster Cult. And, uh, you know, just, <laughs> but like, safe to play Blue Oyster Cult now. I know, right? I mean, but that was when they would play it. And uh, they played on WMMS, Home of the Buzzard. And, uh, <laughs> but they would, but you would not hear it on, um, but you would not hear it like, say, morning drive time or any other time well there's a lot of rock stations in chicago the loop. the loop yep and wmet right and and w even wl wls which was an am station they would play album sides all the time because that was a station i listened to a lot you also had the yeah. blaze for a while there the all metal station blaze. the blaze and what was the other one it was on it was like fm 99 or something yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah, they would do a countdown every year of the top five hundred songs, and Hey Jude was always number one, and Stairway to Heaven was, was always number, number two. two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and plus, you had XRT too. Although XRT, well, we'll talk about this later, but they made a whole big deal about being different. Right. And they had a commercial where they held up like a pizza and said, "This used to be Stairway to Heaven," meaning Stairway to Heaven was overplayed but honestly out of all the zeppelin songs stairway to heaven doesn't even make the top 10 for overplayed for me oh well no i'm serious i feel like there are other songs that got played a lot more oh yeah i never felt stairway to heaven was overplayed i mean it's what's a long song too it's not like one you're gonna play non-stop on the radio yeah so the first album you ever bought was in through the outdoor then I don't even think, I think it, my brother had it actually, but yeah. that was the first one. Yeah. And these guys on my birthday in the eighties bought me every other Zeppelin album. Remember that Oaken? No, I don't. We were really? at Rudy's house on my birthday and you all guys right. all bought me the rest of the Zeppelin albums. Oh, all right. Yeah. Vaguely. And then Ernie, of course, added a deep purple. Uh, deep purple. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah. album? Machine Head? Probably. No, I don't think. I think it was. I think it was Perfect Strangers. Or that's the other one. But that's yeah. a great album. It so is. I had no problem with that. Yeah. So I got everything else, including Steve Coda Purple 101. Right. Including Coda. So I had all the Zeppelin. Oh. It was like 85, 86, I think. Okay. I think, yeah, it's, it's all coming back to me now. Hmm. <laughs> Do you remember? This is a little off the subject, but do you remember when Joe got all pissed because Ernie bought him a deep purple cassette like for Christmas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you got all pissed. That's right. Why did he get pissed? Because he didn't want a deep purple cassette. Right. He, you know, he wants something special. <laughs> what, like vinyl or a CD? No, just something, I don't know. It, it, Either something that you know, Depeche Mode or uh, Flock of Seagulls yeah. anthology, right? <laughs> or, you know, Mister Misters first well, was hair, <laughs> hair and hair product. The first album I ever bought was uh, was uh, their fourth 
album, also called technically called Led Zeppelin, or Four right, Symbols. So untitled, right? That's another title. Yeah, was, yep. Zoso. Zoso. It's got all kinds of legendary names. I was reading about that today, and Robert Plant calls it Led Zeppelin Four. What? He does. You know what? I can forgive that as long as whatever you do, do not call their first LP Led Zeppelin One. Because there's no LP called Led Zeppelin One. It's Led Zeppelin's self-titled first LP. Well, I should Led Zeppelin One. There's no album called Led Zeppelin One. What album are you talking about? You ever go see Jaws 1? No, I never saw Jaws 1. No movie called Jaws 1. Anyway. So I should probably throw away this fax from Bruce Hollett saying, what album is better, Led Zeppelin 1 or Led Zeppelin 4? <laughs> did he really ask that? He did. He did. Because he's, oh, we actually, uh, okay. That's so we could uh, how to push the buttons. Yeah, we'll, go, is, we'll go over that. He said, uh, oh, Oaken's the guest. Tell him I have a question. For <laughs> Us Jagbags listeners. I will, he, he will have his gold status revoked. He <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to listen to these live anymore. Such impertinence. Yeah. You won't be able to get any of the merchandise. Anymore. And there's so much Jagbags merchandise. Well, that's a good question, though. What do you think's better, one or four? I'm sorry, Led Zeppelin, uh, I or say, I can't, or, they can't compare because there's no one. Or first Led Zeppelin, first, or Untitled. Their first LP is their best LP. Uh, end of story. Every <laughs> cut on that, every cut on that LP is brilliant. And here's and here's the beauty of it, because all they did, every song on side one has a parallel song on side two, pretty much the same type of song, right? You have good times, bad times, communication breakdown. Pretty much the same song, chord structure, so on and so forth. You have, babe, I'm going to leave you. Here's where I cheat a little. Then you have, um, your time's going to come black mountainside, acoustic-y, folky, right? You got, you shook me, I can't quit you, baby, heavy Dance. blues. And then you have, days of confused, how many more times? Epic closer, right? Right. And it's still brilliant. They recorded it in one night. And Jimmy really? Page used a fender. 36 Kelly hours. Same 36 day. hours. You know what? <laughs> it was a long night. Bob was an offensive line. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> when you do your Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Jagbags broadcast, you better invite me back. Done. Which I will listen to that if we do a Steelers podcast. So will Jim LaJelly. Jim Le and Steve Wilson. Right, yeah. We'll <laughs> all be like, oh, Steelers. Are those guys from Pennsylvania? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I guy. think Wilson moved back to Pennsylvania, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's totally Pittsburgh, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. Johnny Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think, Beeve? One or four? Or, I'm sorry, Led Zeppelin or Untitled? You know what? No, I'm not doing it on purpose. I really He's not. Leaving. He's leaving. He's leaving. I'm not doing it on purpose. Seriously. I know. I know. Come back. Come back. It's your show. You can call it one. No, I don't <laughs> want to call it one. I agree with you. So, B, yeah, what's the, what's the answer there? 
Tell us, Michael. I'm going with uh, their first. Uh, I'm going with their first uh, release, also. Uh, just because I'm afraid. Album. It's a perfect album. I uh, probably like. Just think about like you. Ha- I think Ogan, you've talked about this before, and it's really stuck with me. Like you know, th- think about it. Like the year is 1969. Nine. Really, like 19. 19- I mean, yeah, 68 ish, 69. Yeah. Right. So, and uh, you you put that you put on just good times, bad times. Just that guitar sound, just that in the mm. drums. I mean, there's nothing like that. That was that, you know, I mean, I hate to say the word heavy, but it was, you know, a sound unlike any other. I mean, it must have just been like a like a atom bomb. Like, What the hell is this? I mean, unlike any other, you know, and it predates Black Sabbath. So that's the thing, you know, it, it, it's it's just right before Black Sabbath, you know, so because that's where the really the sound of everything changed and and. No one was playing guitar like that. I mean, yeah, Cream was. They were there. They were around. Iron but Butterfly. Cream is really, some of their stuff is super heavy, Cream. Oh, yeah. Well, you Especially know, Wheels of Fire. Wheels of Fire is a lot of jams. Yeah. Hendrix. Well, you know, the term heavy metal was coined by the, uh, uh, when describing the group Sir Lord Baltimore. James. There, there was a uh, uh, a review that that said that their sound was like this heavy metal crash, right? And so that's the first time it was referred to as music, right? It's in Born to Be Wild, Heavy Metal Thunder, but it, but it's not it's not referring to music, right? So your 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 origins of heavy metal come essentially from a mix of those two. But see, most people don't know Sir Lord Baltimore, okay? Which is complete and utter jams. Yes. And I'm convinced, where do they get that name? I'm convinced that whoever was in the band was watching uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Because the scene where they're getting chased, well, the scene, the, the middle section of the movie, when they're getting chased <laughs> by, the, by, the, by, by the, the railroad guys, and they're up there on the mountain. And they're looking at them coming down. They see that there's a, a, a Native American tracker. And they said, oh, he's got a, I can't remember his name. He's got, he's, got a, he's got an English name, Sir Lord Baltimore. That's exactly how the line goes. So that can't be a coincidence. Right. Anyway, <laughs> right. sorry for the tangent. <laughs> it's okay. But they were out. So, uh, Beave and I always stick strictly to script. No I, I know you, you guys are sticklers. If you listen to our podcast, we are tight time discipline mm-hmm. is our middle name. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> rigid, focused. Yes, yes. But anyway, that's my pick. Would also be their first uh, release as um, their best. Or no, overall? we're just talking about. But first, just... first album or fourth album? Okay, yeah. you guys both say first. I say fourth. Interesting. Why? Uh, why? Why? Uh, why the fourth? Why? Why do you choose? <laughs> why do you choose so wrongly? Because <laughs> I don't like you shook me, and I don't like I can't quit you, baby. It, oh, oh, this I don't. Is... I don't like. No, you don't like the blues. Okay, this is, this is barbaric. No, I don't like Led Zeppelin's version of the blues. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> don't even believe what I'm hearing. Oh, 
No, like the Beatles either, probably. <laughs> yes. Maybe Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix. Like just, maybe Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix just pleases uh, you. I, I like good guitars. I don't like Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> Listen, the first album has my favorite Zeppelin song. It has a lot of great songs. Which is your favorite Zeppelin song? Might as well transition into that. Your top five Zeppelin songs. Look at that, huh? Right there. Right oh, there. <laughs> you are also rigid and focused. He is a natural. <laughs> Getting right to it takes us forever to get to these. So, Gary, Leo, top five. Let's go. It's your show. Okay. Let's do it. Babe, I'm going to leave you. Excellent. Communication breakdown. Ooh. Battle of Evermore, mm. When the Levee Breaks, In the Evening. Those are my five. All good choices, Leo. What, uh, what, 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 what resonates with you on Battle of Evermore? Yeah, that's an interesting choice. You know, it's, I guess the, I keep thinking it's just different for them. Yeah. It was a different kind of sound for them and it stands yeah. out mandolin and jams yeah every time i hear it i'm like this is a great song and even the uh cover version on a single soundtrack i love that too the is love my heart which is oh. basically heart yeah i just yeah i just i love that song oh th those are excellent choices b what about yours i uh first of all um <laughs> i'm just taking over sorry <laughs> <laughs> Welcome we'll to Oaken Bags. We'll give the orders around here. <laughs> Oops. Uh, I love uh, that you picked in the evening because that is also uh, one of my top five. That that uh, that's always like you know I always feel like in through the outdoors kind of like an afterthought, you know, just because you know I, for whatever reasons there are, but that's a great great album. And in the evenings, I. A goddamn jam, and has an outstanding Jimmy Page solo. That's gonna come up later. Outstanding Jimmy Page solo. Um, so I love that song. I, you know, it's not mentioned enough. I feel like when you talk about like the the the, the pantheon of all time great Zeppelin cuts, I never feel like in the evening is mentioned. And so I was glad, Len, to hear. That because I, I agree with you. I love that song. I love, uh, I also love uh, Since I've Been Loving You. That's a total jam. Uh, also love When the Levee Breaks. Another just, you know, complete jam. Uh, I love The Ocean. Um, from, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, come on. That song is great. Riff. I, uh, it is a great riff. La 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 the other song I've always liked of uh, Zeppelin is Custard Pie. Um, ben, 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 ben. As, uh, come on. Riffs. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so what's All the common beef. ground? Right? Both of you said uh, when the levee breaks. Yep. Right? So that's the common ground so far. The common thread. 
I'm going to break that thread. <laughs> <laughs> when the levee breaks is the <laughs> worst song. No, 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 thread no, with no, prejudice. Not at all. <laughs> My top five are good times, bad times. Babe, I'm going to leave you. Jam. The Rover off of physical graffiti. Tough to... Uh, the Rover is fantastic. Fucking jam. Communication, breakdown, and Tangerine. Tangerine. That's right, a little Great offbeat uh, pick right there. So there you go. Great song. You like the uh, tangerine is sort of like a, it's like it's a very kind of radio friendly kind of song. It should have like, been number one hit. Yeah, you could play that at any station. It's kind of a song that you would like. It's very accessible. And yep. Here's an idea for a future podcast for you guys. Should have been a number one hit. There are, yes. songs, there are songs that are out there that weren't even singles that you're like, oh my God, like So Sad About Us by The Who, right? That is a great song. Should, Should have been, been a number one hit. Why did they not and release you it? You exposed me to that song. I had never heard it. And you put on a, a mixtape for mix me. Tape, like, this is the greatest song of all time. But but Tangerine is, I think, one of those could have been a number one hit. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Look at that. We picked 15 songs and we all loved every, all of them. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but it's I, it, I, there are not very many Led Zeppelin like clunkers where you're like, uh, we'll see that. We'll do that next. We are going to see that. <laughs> this no. is where we might, we might yell at each other now. Yeah, we might. Cause I know you're, I know you two are going to pick song that I'm going to go crazy. If you pick, <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> I think you know a couple of mine, though. I'm gonna go crazy. I know we, what you. I know. He's got like Paul Davis. He's gonna go. I go crazy. I go crazy. Now, top five. Paul Davis. Sixty-five. Love affair. I cool go night. Cool night. Cool night. Three. You can only pick three. <laughs> I go. <laughs> top ten. Jump in the saddle. Band hits. Too many to mention. Right. <laughs> Curly shuffle, extended cut. Well, that's what used to. That's what the reason I always. They're always like the punchline for me because because when they came out, I remember they did a big article on them in Illinois Entertainer. Remember that magazine, the Illinois? It still exists. Does it? Okay. Well, there you go. And they did this whole thing on the jump in a saddle band. I'm like, why are you writing an article? This is a novelty hit. That's that's they're never going to have another song that anybody will ever hear of ever. They can't even probably play a gig because they can play the curly shuffle and go home. Stop talking about them like they're a real band. Jump in the saddle band. Stop it. Their follow up. Their follow up. The Shemp Soft Shoe. Right. Not land. Their next one, you know, Larry ain't that bad or whatever. All right, that was off topic. <laughs> I'm sadly waltzing Motilda. <laughs> I'm sadly uh, disbanding my jump in the saddle cover band. Uh, anyways, <laughs> who wants to go first with the worst? B, why don't you go? Yeah, yeah, B's got. We'll it. let Oak and go last because he says he has controversial picks. I do have controversial. Picks. Uh, the worst. Uh, uh, First of all, uh, I cannot stand the song, and I just praised the album, but I can't stand Hot Dog. 
<laughs> can't stand that song. Uh, it's unworthy of them. I, 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 unworthy I, of the Zeppelin I, label. Nope, our guest has left. <laughs> <laughs> it's air. Go ahead, I also, keep going. I also don't care for hats off to Roy Harper. Okay. Oh, hey. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm one for two. Come on. That that's really it. I I love all that's Zeppelin it. songs. Those are the two the what, what are you gonna say? Walter's walk. That doesn't count, right? So everything else, perfect. <laughs> all right, let's go, Leo. Come on. Come on. Dancing days. Oh, okay. Terrible. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that you hated that. Yeah, I love Dancing Days. It's all right. Dire Maker. Terrible. It's called Jer Maker. Jer Maker. Terrible. Terrible. Charles Barkley. Tur- terrible. Terrible. And I talked about you shook me and I can't quit you, baby. Yeah, I like the blues. Okay. And then I included Heartbreaker, Living, Loving, Made, not because I don't necessarily. What? <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> I don't necessarily hate it, but <laughs> I feel like I heard that song five billion times in my life. So, so it's overplayed. Overplayed. I can still okay. use a break. That's that's my little, not necessarily worst, but I could I could still use a break from it. That's how many times I think I've heard it in my life. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Mister Controversy. All right, here we go. Number one. The worst, this is by far the worst Zeppelin song, The Crunge. That's, uh, oh, come on. It is horrible. It's horrible. They should have quit the business after they did that song. Where's that confounded bridge? That's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> All right. Hats off to Roy Harper. I don't like that one either. So we're hey, on you the know, same page. You know, uh, Robert Plant loves The Crunge. It's one of his favorite Zeppelin songs. Well, then he Robert should, Plant knows he, he has no right to listen to his own music. <laughs> he, he said also, he liked he liked doing it because it was he was like imitating James Brown. Yeah, he was part of the song. He's not good at that. <laughs> he also thinks it's okay to call their fourth album Led Zeppelin Four. Yeah, I, Robert Plant is is no longer he's just legit. baiting you. He's, he's not legitimate in Led Zeppelin. Who led Robert Plant into this? Get out of here! All right. Uh, Third worst song, I'm Gonna Crawl. I like that. Eh. It's not a bad song, but eh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's where we get controversial. All right. Four Sticks. What? I hate that song. <laughs> Tuneless. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, look, he plays with Four Sticks. That's great. No. I know people <laughs> like that song. And now I'm going to get more. That I'm, song I'm, is great. I'm ragging on, uh, on Bonzo here. Moby Dick. Yeah. Do you not like about Moby Dick too long? It just that I hate drum solo BS. Unless you're Buddy Rich, you can't do a drum solo. <laughs> it seems it does seem a little self-indulgent. Well, it's just it's just it's it's not it's not interesting. It doesn't interest me the way whatever the solo part is. I mean, it's just a blues riff, okay? But then when he goes into the solo, yeah, he's playing with his hands, great. Uh, I don't care. You know, and and it, and it sullies. Uh, no offense to Sully, it sullies a, a fantastic <laughs> album. It's like this album's going. It's like nonsense. That's the reason why 
Led Zeppelin II, which you can call it that, yes. uh, uh, is not uh, as good as the first LP because it has Moby Dick. If Moby Dick wasn't there and it had maybe a whatever song there that was a better song, that might be their best album for me. I just Ze- hate Moby Dick. Zeppelin II is nearly flawless. Except for Moby Dick. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't really pick it is anything. the worst song on the album. I don't think we'll get any angry faxes about your picks though. Uh, everyone seems to like four sticks, and I just don't like four. Well, sticks. people like four sticks, but I don't think it's in anybody's top ten. Right. So it's not like I said, you know, ramble on or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't have I mean, I'm I, I can't say four sticks, the greatest Led Zeppelin song of all time. But I don't it's, I guess it's like middle of the road. All things compared, I don't. I guess I don't have a strong opinion on either way. So there you go. And I only picked them just because we were picking them. Like, like the only one of these songs that I would actually take the needle up off the record player would be the Crunch. That's the song I actively hate. That song. And look, it looks like from here though, looks like House of the Holy is kind of on the low end of the Zeppelin LPs, right? Because you we had, like- we, had, we had that conversation once because I said I didn't like. Um, Jermaker <laughs> and uh, Dancing, Dancing Days. Days. And you said you hated the crunch, and we said, "Well, we're done with Houses of the Holy." Then, but I really do like Over the Hills and Far Away, and I really like No Quarter. Yep. And yeah, I those really, are good. And 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 I like the Rain song because it's a very uh, diff- it's a, a difficultish song to play because you have to use alternate tuning. But I mastered it, so I like the Rain song. And Song Made the Same is a complete jam. I mean, you can't deny song remains the same and uh and the ocean it's the ocean's okay how dare you no it's good it's good <laughs> it's, it's good you know it's got like to, oh. I'll, I'll allow it I, I, <laughs> as, as your as your as your uh life partner kirk would say i'll allow <laughs> don't bring kirk into this oh i'll bring kirk into it i will bring him in we're having him as a guest on later. We're going to talk all Wesley Snipes movies. No, he's just going to say white man can't jump, white man can't jump, white man can't jump, blade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring in Major League because Cleveland. Oh, Major League is good. That's, that's classic Even Snipes. Even though he doesn't like baseball. Today is big Led Zeppelin fan Brian Sadorf's. Oh, that's day. right, Sadorf. So he, I asked him his favorites, and he said the Rover. See, he knows. He said Tangerine. He knows. How many more times? Good. Bring it on home live. One to Levy Breaks. Jam. In my time of dying, Misty Mountain Hop. Oh, that's right. Nobody's fault but mine. He said he <laughs> secretly loves hot dog beef. See, but he, he no, is, no, he doesn't. One. This is the one that he always says to me. He hates cashmere for some reason. Because over overplayed. I don't have a problem with him hating cashmere. I I love cashmere, but it's he also okay. hates, he also hates to crunch. See, see, say don't see. We have now we can declare on your podcast right here, right now, Jesus Jones, that <laughs> Brian Sadorf is legit in his Zeppelin fandom. And Moby Dick he doesn't like. Dude, dude, we're the same person. You guys like got together on this. <laughs> Didn't get together. 
didn't get together. How dare he like hot dog? He told me, he texted me a story that he he? walked seven miles just to stand in front of Jimmy Page's house. (laughs) That's fandom. That would be awesome. Yeah, so he's a big Zeppelin fan, so I thought I'd bring him up. And happy birthday. Yes. But let's, how about we move on to the solos? Solos! participate in beef what you want to go first or do it beef i'll uh, oh i'll uh um my top uh my top uh jimmy page uh solos would be um i love uh i love the solo in uh um oh you totally custard. didn't plan this you totally didn't plan this you go first. No, 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 no. I want to hear you. No, you're on the spot now, buddy. Let's hear him. I love the solo in custard pie. So, so that's one. Wow, wow, good. I love the solo in in the evening. Um, I love the solo in a whole lot of love. I know that's an obvious choice, hmm. but uh, it's great. Um. And uh, I love the solo. And since I've been loving you, it's probably like why I like the song. And um, and then see, I see, I love uh, the solos in Heartbreaker. Hmm. And I also love the solos in um, in what is and what should never be. So I'll go with Heartbreaker. Uh, I got to tell you, Beef, uh, you have legitimized yourself <laughs> because because we have a lot of the same ones. You, Beef is legit. My top five solos. There's just so many. There are so many, but it's tough. I say good times, bad times. It's one of the classic solos of all time. Yep. What is and what should never be. You you will never get a smoother, more more it's like it's like a, a latte you know <laughs> you guys and, did a great and, version of that when i saw it yeah it, it's a delicious that's donut. a great song it's a great song and it's a great soul because it's got that slide it doesn't necessarily sound like he's doing slide but he is <laughs> right yep and then okay good times bad times. since i've been loving you i mean that's the quintessential Yep. Guitar, Jimmy Page guitar solo. Um, and then I'm going to get a little, not controversial, but dazed and confused. I'm not talking the, the bow stuff. The bow stuff. I'm talking the, 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 the actual solo. And then in the evening, and I'll tell you why in the evening is one of the best. Because first of all, he's got the two points where he sounds like he's dropping the guitar. Yeah, like right, right at the top. Boom, boom, dun, 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 I mean, that's cool. that's, how did he do that? And then he does it again in the middle of it. That's what I like. Almost want to crash the car. I love it. It's great. I love it. So it's great. We all in the evening. Apparently, the greatest song because that's all on our list. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, and I, I uh, honorable mention, I like communication breakdown too because that's just fast and furious. You know. I, uh, oh, champs, as John Lucas would say. Why don't you like I'm going to crawl? I don't know. You know, it's a little. They, all right. So 
at that point, it's the last song in the album, and it's just I I don't like it closing the album. It's kind of yawny for me, right? You know, and I and I'll tell you what, I almost put Carousel of the Lalambra on there as the worst, as one of the worst. But look, it led ready to beat my ass. Um, I love that song. It's good, and and I that's why it's like all right, I can't put it on a, on a bottom five, but I'm gonna crawl. I don't know. It's just it's like the Honey Drippers, which is. You know, he's not the honey drippers yet. Right. Um, you know, Kirk would say, chastise all of us because his favorite Zeppelin tune is Fool in the Rain. <laughs> you got a one? I like Fool in the Rain. Yeah, it's a good one. I like South Bend Soiree. That's a good one. Off of the, yeah, Israel Outdoors is a great album. I love it. Love Even though it's got hot dog on it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow. <laughs> I can allow that. <laughs> yeah that's up and they're a good band they were uh competent at playing good. their instruments yeah but you can only go with two zeppelin songs he didn't like but i yeah. have a feeling that's because he's not staffed properly he doesn't have enough people maybe it's because i maybe it's because i appreciate good music i think you need to hire better workers can i can i ask you to this this is it's zeppelin related but have you heard the uh, uh, Black Crows with Jimmy Page album uh, Live at the Greek? Jimmy Page and the Black Crows. No. Okay. Here's what you need to do. You need to either check it out on YouTube. They did a live album and they do mostly Zeppelin. It's basically Chris Robinson. It's the Black Crows with Jimmy Page playing guitar with them and Chris Robinson singing all these Zeppelin songs. And I, it's so interesting to me because he doesn't, Chris Robinson doesn't sound like like Robert Plant, obviously, but his voice is so it's, it's a perfect fit for Zeppelin tunes. They could have went on tour as Led Zeppelin with Chris Robinson singing. If Robert Plant, you know, loses his voice or something because it's so good. And they do a couple other, they do a great version of, Oh, well, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Check jam. that out a jam. because it's really, really good. And I know Leo, I know Len likes the rule rules. I mean, he likes the, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't hear about that. Dude, I was, all right, because I, I take, you know, I listen to them on my walks, and that took me three walks to finish. It's like a double record set. It's it's great. And if you're a Zeppelin fan, you need to have this album. You need to have it. So check it out. On it. I have to listen to that one. So we're going, we're cruising pretty well. It, we are keeping it on point. That's how you do it. <laughs> Very focused tonight. I think the next thing we were going to go to was the um, what Zepp, uh, each Zeppelin member of Zeppelin, who is the most important? Like one through four, who, number one being the most important. Yeah. I have I'll my, go last because mine to me is controversial. So I'll go last this time. Ooh, ooh, that's I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll, uh, I, and this is hard because more than most bands, like, I mean, these guys were a unit. Um, and, uh, but I, my controversial fourth least essential member is actually Robert Plant. I'm saying he's fourth. 
because while I mean, I mean, you could you could argue, you know, against uh, um, you know against any, but I um, I just feel like you know you could have found uh, you know there are a lot of blues shouters guys with uh, crazy wild vocal gyrations, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm saying he's terrible. I'm just saying I don't think he's as important as uh, the others. I would say plan or John Paul Jones is three because you just don't go against the rhythm section. Um, and <laughs> Jones's bass is just uh, terrific. And uh, it's, it's very underrated, but it's very much a part of their heavy sound. And, um, and then I'll go with Bonham second, because, you know, I mean, to me, it's like when he died, they're like, that's it. We, we can't really continue. I mean, they just, they quit because he was irreplaceable. And then Jimmy Page, I think, is first, just because that's, you know, just because of the heaviness of their sound. I think he's the most responsible. Um, so that's those are my those are my votes. Okay. All right, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I mean, I'll agree with you. Jimmy Page has definitely got to be the number one. There's no Zeppelin without Jimmy Page. Yep. So uh, he's the most important. I'm gonna say Robert Plant is number two because. His voice is equally the sound of that band as is Jimmy Page's guitar. And then same same difference with, with, with John Bottom. I put him as third because it's very distinct. His drumming, you know, it's like drumming in a cavern, you know. So um, and I put John Paul Jones last, where he's a great bass player, but you you, you can get, you know, Len to play bass. Oh, I know bass players everywhere are going to go crazy, right? You know, Sully is, I'm putting this right Just go listen to Wheel of Fortune if you yeah, want to hear right. you, you want top-notch bass play. No, no, no. It's just that if you're going to rank them, you know. Yeah. Someone's got to be last. And Right. Someone's got to be last. There you go. I put Jones third because I'm afraid of Sully. And, uh, no, I just I I don't know. Yeah, someone's got to be last. I mean, yeah, he's no, he's one of the greatest bass players of all time. And you know, who knows what they would have sounded like if you replaced any single one of them? They wouldn't have sounded like what they sounded like. No, right. So I mean, it's a tough. Yeah, question. they almost had uh, two guys from the Yardbirds. Right, isn't that who Jimmy Page tried to get initially? Yep. And they yep. both said no. Yeah. And Plant uh, Plant's the one who got Bonham. So it all kind of fell into place. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting because like Jones and Page were like the seasoned British session musicians, mm -hmm. lifetime the guys who knew their way around, and Plant and Bonham were two guys, two guys from like the from the sticks who really had no experience. So in, that's an interesting mix too. Yeah. All Len, right. what so Len? What's yours? I put John Paul Jones fourth, kind of for same kind of reasons Oakenhead. I put Robert Plant third because I think he's good. But from all the Zeppelin fans I've heard ever, I don't think any of them ever scream about Robert Plant. There's something he's good, but I never think he is the appeal for the. Uh, people who really love Led Zeppelin. 
And so the next two, see the controversy comes in here. So I'd say, I would honestly think most Zeppelin fans would put Jimmy Page first, but I put him second because I think John <laughs> Bonham is my favorite drummer of all time. Fair enough. When I hear, like in Babe, I'm going to leave you, his drums on that. Yeah. They're... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I, I'm not being smart. You you really can't argue with any of that reasoning, though. Yeah. No, you can't. Just all the, all of the songs that start off with his drum playing, I'm, I'm just like, this is the best drumming I've ever heard. Yeah. Where would you rank Bonham all time as far as drums, drummers go? Hmm. He's my favorite, which I just said. Uh, he's he's I put him in the top ten. Uh I put him with uh, all time Bear Sid Luckman. <laughs> no. I uh, no, I put him up. I that's tough. I, you know, because I like I like Mitch Mitchell. Um probably my favorite is Mitch Mitchell. I you know I put I put Bonzo in the top five. I just I, I can't really Visualize it right now, but I, I, you know, Mitch Mitchell, uh, uh, Ian Pace, uh, you know, uh, Ginger Baker, John Bottom, all right there. All, and here's where it gets controversial they're all better than Keith Moon. Yeah, I, Keith Moon I, seems to be he, taking a beating recently. Well, he's why like, do you think Keith Moon has that reputation though? What's the song that people will say about Keith Moon that shows he's a great drum player? My generation. Uh, won't get fooled again. I think he's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, the real me. He's he's good, but he's. I mean, he's very. I mean, people like him because he's very showy. I mean, he's very showy, but uh, I, I just I, he's fine. I mean, I don't think he's a bad drummer. I just think there are better drummers than him. You know, I got a question for you, Oki. So, when you hear a song, what? Is there is there an instrument you hear first before everything else? Like, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? It depends. It depends on the song. You know, I'm a guitar player, but interestingly enough, if I start hearing a jamming song, I air drum first. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the thing. I'm a guitar player. I, I air drum. You know, first, like if you hear when the levy breaks, you're going. <gasps> you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's the appeal to me. That's why I put bottom first. Songs but, like that. Yeah. I mean, it all depends what the song is. Like, if the song starts with a good riff, you know, like every Montrose jam. Well, what you made know? you what made you want to be a guitarist? Uh well, the Beatles at first, you know, because I was all Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. And then my friend Tom Switelick, who's also on uh Facebook, he he taught me guitar. We were gonna start a Beatles band, real original there, huh? Um, but the thing is with the, with the Beatles, it's really interesting they're actually, if you're, they're a good band, if you want to learn guitar, because they, you, you learn, you will learn all the chords. Right. And, and that's where it comes from now. Uh, uh, and that's what got me into the guitar. But then once I heard Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, that's when I wanted to play leads. So, you know, it sounds cliche, but I mean, that's, that's the truth. I like yeah. the Beatles, I like, like, you know, <laughs> that's how it happens usually yeah what about like uh um like getting back to drums for a second like do you like personally and i don't really have an iron hard and fast rule on this but like 
Do you like someone like with a like because Bonham had such a thunderous kind of heavy boom, you know? That's what you think. Thunder, he is thunderous. I mean, yeah, he really he is. Thunderous. Yeah. But then some have a light like Mitch Mitchell's like quickness and like yeah. you know, like just like a machine gun kind of yep. and like like what style like is it a lighter touch do you go for or like a heavier I I, I like super I like super technically tight fills. So that's what yeah. Mitch Mitchell, that's why he's my favorite, Mitch Mitchell. Um, I, I like a good, not over, not over, not over drumming, you know what I'm saying? But some good, real tight fills, like the the, who, the drummer from the Wrecking Crew who plays on... Uh, uh, Hell, Hell Blaine. Yeah, he plays on uh, I Woke Up in Love This Morning, but Partridge Family. You listen to the drums in that song, and it's, it's, a per, it's perfect. It's perfect drumming and and it's just like it and every fill is exactly where it needs to be and it's just ooh, it's like ooh. <laughs> it's by why you work so much do you think drumming is something you're born with though you just have that ear for it for that kind of thing like you know where the drums should go any this is gonna be controversial <laughs> any instrument is learnable meaning the thing is, though, because like, oh, I don't have the talent for that. Well, you do. You just have to practice more, right? Some people it comes naturally to, and 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 like some people, you could play guitar and you can get the feel of it. But if you really want to play guitar, you want to play it well, you can. There's nothing stopping you. You just have to practice more, right? And with and with me, you know, with with uh, uh, instruments, it's all practice, all of it, you know. You, you can't just put it down. And, and so like with drums, if you really want both my sons and you, 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 I mean, you got one, you got one too, a drummer in the family beef, they really wanted to play the drums. And so I, I bought the, the cheap drum set and they both just bang, bang, bang. And they're both really good at it because they wouldn't freaking stop practicing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, they're your kids. They're your oh, kids. I know. But, but, and, and, but it didn't always click for him. Like Charlie, he picked up guitar at first and he was like, uh, he, did, he didn't really practice much. And he's like, I'm not getting good at it because Charles, you're not practicing. Then something clicked in his head. Then he started borrowing my strat all the time. And then, you know, it got all greasy. I don't know what he does to it. He needs, <laughs> he needs a cheeseburger on it or something. Teens. I'm like, all right, we're going to get you your own guitar. Because, teen grease. Yeah. Teen grease. Let me rest my whopper on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get a bag. It's like, what? What'd you do? You're like, you go to the grill at McDonald's and play it across? Or what they do? Any Dunkin' Donuts all right. over there? Yeah. <laughs> deep fried strat? What the? <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, and, and as far as what you like to listen to, like you said, uh, 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 Leo, drums that appeals to you and especially that that kind of drumming you know it sticks out to you first thing so yeah what about um let's go to bass players next like john paul jones where do you put him in like all-time rating probably top 10 he's yeah. always so overlooked yeah. yeah that's what i think i don't i feel it's like tough you to rank bass players him. though well, yeah, you know, Sully, Billy Sheehan. <laughs> Watch it. Paul McCartney. Um, Who's well, the yeah, bass I, player? I got... Jack Bruce. 
Jack Bruce, yeah, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the bass player for Sabbath? The uh, um uh Geezer Butler. Geezer Butler. Yeah, he's Harry Geezer Butler. Yeah, he's really good too. He's yeah, he's one of the best ones too. Uh John Entwistle, how you doing? Yeah, he could play. Yeah, he, he could play. You know, and there are different types because like Sting. Jack Bruce. <laughs> John Entwistle was an insane person, though. I read the stories. I gotta read his biography. It's he's he's just an insane man. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Boris but who else, who else is like considered the best bass player? I feel like we're missing people. Oh, with Jocko Pistorius. Um, you know, it depends what kind of ba- you know what kind of music we're talking about too. You well, know? let's just let's just say rock and roll. Rock right? and roll, yeah. Um, Mingus. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, I like Lemmy, but as a technical bass player, he's just okay. You know. Uh, Geezer Butler definitely in the top uh, top five. Uh, Paul McCartney obviously just the the melody the melodic. Uh, just look at listen to Nowhere Man, you know. Um, yeah, about, Man. What about um? You know, you hear about what about the Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? He gets a lot of publicity. he does. He's good. He's 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 a different kind. He's a real rhythmic poppy. Like yeah. that dude from King's X, right? Or uh, or no, who? Uh, what's the other band? They do the South Park theme song. Primus. Um, Primus. Yeah, that's yeah. our guy. Les Les Claypool. Is Les Claypool the basis? Yes, that's it. Declan loves Les Claypool. Yeah. 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 No, a lot of a lot of great ones out there. Mm-hmm. I think Jack Bruce is my favorite. He's one of my favorite too. What's your uh, what's your take on John Deacon from Queen? He's good, solid. Yeah. Doesn't stand out, doesn't try to stand out. Right. I mean that's, that's kind of how one. it is to be a bass player. You can't have really big ego and be a bass player. No, you can't. You're just there to Well, because because you can't really solo, you can have your moments, but you got to sit there and you got to keep that first of all you got to work with the drummer. You got to keep that correct groove with the drummer and yeah you can you can branch out a little bit but if you do it too much and that's one thing though about jack bruce and cream if you're listening to some of their live stuff it just goes off the rails for a while because they're both in their own little worlds right you got clapton's like you know and then bruce like and it doesn't sound like anything for a couple of seconds yet they always miraculously figure out how to get back because they're pros but it just goes off into just insanity for a while. And it's good for a bit, but for after that, the sixth or seventh minute, you know, you kind of, like, it's like, all well, right, Clapton had to pull the needle out of his arm. Right. Right. Got back to business. What about that? Um, there's that other, that guy for the, all the Motown hits. Um, it, it's kind of like the Hal Blaine of Motown. I can't remember, but he's, um, I know what you're talking about. I can't place the name. Yeah. But I like every last Motown hit has the same guy playing bass. And, um, you know, Jamerson. Anyway. If only yeah, James we, Jamerson. James. If James only we Jamerson. had devices where we can look that up. James my staff, Jamerson. Who's my Tim Thomerson's. My much maligned brother. staff just handed me that. <laughs> my staff got it first, I think. Um. Uh, We'll 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 talk about this at the production meeting. Well, let's let's move on the to the postmortem. We don't need. Let's to have move on to Plant and his 
where is he in the rock and roll singer uh, pantheon, I guess? Um, is there a Zeppelin song where you think he's just sings it? No one can sing it better than him. Like just something incredible about it, the way he does it. Uh, he was one of the first. Since I've been loving you, I mean that, that vocal track is pretty yeah, it's a good one. effing great. Um, my opinion, and yeah. um, I also like Nobody's Fault, um, but mine. Those are my Classic. two favorite plant vocal. Good one. So I put, you- uh, I. I what I'm, I, what I got caught on. What do I? Who do I prefer? Plant, Robert Plant, or Ozzy Osbourne? And I can't. That's two a real tough one. different kind of vocals there. That's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. Ozzy's so different. Yeah. But it's kind of like, a couple guys in the Beatles, you know, and Freddie Mercury. I'd rank him below those guys. It's really hard to. It's hard to rank vocalists because it, it's. You have to, or if you have to rank like similar types, like is Jimmy Page better than David Coverdale, or you know, um, <laughs> well, I'm just saying because you you got to have those similar because the the timbres of voices are just so different. It's it's hard to say that oh Freddie Mercury is better than Robert Plant. I mean, they just sing different. <laughs> they're just so different, and they're like a fit for each of their right guys' sound. Yeah, but. I feel like if you listen to a Queen song, you you really hear. I mean, it's there's something about Freddie Mercury's voice that grabs you right away. I don't know if Robert Plant's necessarily like that. Hmm. Like Freddie Mercury singing at Live Aid, he's just he just had the whole package. I think. Well, he's very. I mean, he, plus he was a total showman too. Yeah. Um, well, okay, but then you got people like David Lee Roth, who's not necessarily the greatest vocalist, right? But he's a great lead singer. He's a great front man, you know, for, for Van Halen. I mean, dude. Uh, the, I mean, perfect, the perfect guy they could have gotten for Yeah, that. I mean, seriously. Totally the perfect guy. And what was great about when I saw Van Halen, like, years later after their height, and he sounded the same. You wouldn't you would think a guy like that would sound the same. You would right. think he would erect his voice. Right. He was, it, he was perfect. That is pretty impressive. And Plant kind of lost steam. Not that that really bothers me, but like those first two, three albums, he's like, Wah! and then he, he never got so high, which doesn't really, not that that is. Well, I think part of that is because Zeppelin kind of, they did a lot of different stuff as they moved on in their career. I mean, we'll get to the albums, our favorite albums, when we're done with this. But I think part of it is he he had to do different types of things. Like there was less the uh, Wailers, I guess, and more, you know, they did more ballads and and different kind of things as they got further on in their career. So it was it was different kind of singing for him. That's tough too. Plus, plus you also can't say like. So and so is the greatest rock vocalist of all. You could though, because you could say that's the voice I like to hear. Like my favorite singer is Steve Winwood. I think he has the best voice. 
but no one would it doesn't say mean that he's technically perfect or he's the but his to me his I think he's got the best voice. I know Oaken does not approve. At least he didn't like, say who's Phil. your favorite? Just pick one. You had to pick one. Who's At your least favorite? he didn't say Phil Collins. That would have been who's your I, I'm gonna Phil say Collins. Phil. Phil line it. Okay. My favorite singer. I yep. love the passion in his voice. There you go. So, yeah. like, who would you say, Beef? Who's your favorite? Like, you had to pick one. Like, my all-time favorite singer? Yeah. I mean, I would go... I mean, I would go with... Honestly, I I would go with Prince. Um, I really would. Because he can sing up high. He can sing down low. He can do a lot of different things. Like, we were versatile. talking about Stevie Wonder a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's yeah, how Stevie gotta, Wonder is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie Wonder can hit them all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a way you can judge it just by your pure enjoyment of their voice, I guess. I mean, it's not like a technical question, I think. Why do you say Steve Winwood? That's just, <laughs> just so Steve Winwood. Steve He's got Winwood. a good voice. He's got a good voice. Steve, you know, go listen to Can't Find My Way Home, Beef. I'm listen, familiar with that. Listen uh, to John Barleycorn <laughs> Must Die. Listen to that whole album, John Barleycorn Must Die. I, I mean, saw him. Speaking of guys He's who haven't a lost his step, his voice is perfect. We saw him at the Chicago Theater, and he was do he he was none of that back in the high life stuff for him at this show. It was all traffic, all blind faith. He sounded great, great. Yeah, that's that's the best stuff. I mean, that's the thing that's what ruined it for me is Valerie. <laughs> I love Valerie. I love Valerie. My boy. He has a song called "Vacant Chair." Listen to that one too. That is a fantastic song. That's not one of his better known songs. It's no uh, roll with it. Great. Oh, oh my God. No, I mean, that's not, that's not his better <laughs> stuff because that stuff is super commercial. I get it. Get it. Roll with it, baby. Yeah, that was Steve Woodwin making some more money. But, but you like, you know, you like what you like, though. I mean, that's the thing. So that's his favorite Steve Woodwin. I mean, yeah, you know, people make but I don't think I don't think Steve Winwood's catalog is better than these other guys because right, but that's the you voice know, you like. You like the voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's, that's pure that's per, purely vocal performance, Steve If you would have said Michael Stipe, we would have had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about Jimmy Page? Uh, he's a terrible vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> he set him up, you got to knock him down. He's a top fiver. Top five all time. Well, I think it. since you're the guitar expert, who's your favorite? And what, what, how would you judge what makes you, well, well, no, not even judge. What makes you like a guitarist a lot? It's, it's usually uh, tone technique, but it's also how they how they perform within the song because you can be the greatest guitar player of all time but if you're doing 20 minute solos who cares right, right? <laughs> um that being said i i mean if i you know uh gun to my head it's gonna it's a cliche but i, I gotta say hendrix because i just like and he does do 20 minute solos but not all the time and it's just the stuff he comes up with is just it's just so it's melodic. It's jams at the same time. If you're going to go, you got to go Hendrix. You got to go Eddie Van Halen purely because of tone. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's tone, tone, tone. Um, you got to go with, uh, you got to go with Chuck Berry. 
because there's no guitar players if if there isn't Chuck Berry. None of them. There's no Keith Richards. There's no Jimmy Page. There's no, there there are none of them. And you 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 just gotta go. And then uh uh yeah, Jimmy Page is definitely in that in that top five. I like you know Ernie will be happy. I like Richie Blackmore a lot. Um, he's uh, you know fast technical, but uh and of course you got to give it to Keith Richards. Now Keith Richards doesn't do flashy solos. He does some really good solos, but he he he, he changed the guitar. He brought that open G tuning. Nothing sounds like that when you listen to Brown Sugar. You listen to the beginning. I can't do it here, but uh, <laughs> it's that open G tuning that makes the guitar sound like that. Or start me up the first riff. You know, it's he instantly just, recognizable. And, and it's just you know a honky talk woman. I mean, it's just. It, so I guess, yeah, I mean, it, it's not necessarily also the guys who can play the fastest, but it's like, what, what can you do with that? Like the creativity, right? Right. Because Hendrix, I mean, and it's amazing. The I think for me, the best guitarist, it's just they have that super distinct sound right away. Like Hendrix, you know, it's him right away. And right. All the stuff Eddie Van Halen did. And those two guys are always the first two, I think, when uh, people say who influenced them. It's Hendrix and Eddie yep. Van Halen. I mean, guy like Keith Richards, obviously, he's gonna say Chuck Berry because <laughs> Chuck Berry was the first, the first guitar god. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, no one ever got in trouble for saying Hendrix was the greatest. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, let's not think too deeply on it. I mean, yeah, and he was only. I mean, it's, I wonder what he would have done if he would have, you know, lived till even. 30 more years because he was right. 27 and he had right. all that great stuff. And they're still releasing shit of his. It's like, well, how much time was he in the freaking studio? <laughs> yeah. Know? When did he have time to do all his Seriously, uh, crazy? It's like, now, come on now. Dude. No, he no one was in the studio that much. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, there's a, there's a book I read um, called uh, louder than hell. And it's like an oral history of uh, heavy metal. And uh, Lemmy is interviewed for it. And Lemmy, Lemmy was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. And uh, he said, I really? love. I didn't know that. Yeah, he said, I loved working for Jimi Hendrix. It's where I learned how to do all so much acid and take it properly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, exist and, you know, function. <laughs> you know, another guitar player you mentioned, uh, Okay, we've talked about him a lot. I really like him as a James Burton. Oh, uh, guy. Yeah. There's another one who's like, he's just in yeah. and out, perfect, you know, 10, 10 seconds solo, does his thing and he's out and it's perfect. Yep. Stuff he did for Rick Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, I have his greatest hits and it's, it's, I enjoy it probably more so for James Burton than I do. I mean, I love Rick Nelson, but great stuff. Yeah, what you know about- where do you put Jimmy Page, Beef, in your rankings? You know, I um, I prefer him to Eddie Van Halen. I just think he has a little more, I don't even know what it is, like maybe a little more depth. I feel like Eddie Van Halen plays at one speed and Jimmy Page maybe has a little more, I don't know, emotion or can do... He's more like blues oriented, which I guess. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. 
maybe that's the reason I like Jimmy Page better. It's a personal, it's like a personal preference mm-hmm. kind of thing. I prefer him to Eric Clapton, but I like Hendrix better than Jimmy Page. Um, and uh, the page, what top top five for you? Yeah, I would say top five. Yeah. And my favorite, of course, being Ingve J. Malmstein. <laughs> you know, you know, just watch, watch yourself. <laughs> don't don't condescend about Ingve J. Malmstein. I just love that name. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you name. just want to hear some fast solos. <laughs> so you pop in a little Ingve. Sometimes, Jagbag listeners, you can't see this, but B has a Malmstein headband on right now. <laughs> I just love the name. Well, let's finish up with two things. Let's pick our favorite Zeppelin album. Then let's talk a little bit of their solo. Well, Page and Page and uh, did John Paul Jones do anything besides? Yeah, Zeppelin? but nothing of nothing that we can really discuss. All right, so we'll I, talk a little bit. I about. have one thing of John Paul Jones that I liked. But, um, well, but let's yeah. talk their solo first, and then we'll finish up with our favorite Zeppelin albums. Um. John Paul Jones was uh, he played bass for that super group that them crooked vultures. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he's pretty good on that. Um, I like that route. I like that album. Who's I in that? To... I know Dave Grohl's in there. Who else is in that? The guy from the Queens of the Stone Age. Of the Stone Josh Age. Homey or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. I wanted to hate that album, and I like it. Um, with Robert Plant, I really like Now and Zen. I would have to say that's my favorite. I still haven't listened to that bluegrass thing he did. That's his, like his most popular one. Yeah, won like fifty Grammys. Yeah, like that, Martina that's, McBride. Yeah, that's his. It's Allison. Allison uh, Krauss. Oh yeah, you're right. I yeah. said yeah, Allison Krauss. And I'm like, I know it's I should good. listen to it. It's pretty good. On, uh, is it? Yeah. Pretty I gotta good. check it. Out. I gotta check it out. And you would like it too because it's it's kind of reminiscent. It's a little E. There's a little E going on. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you'd like uh, it. I gotta go check it out. But I, I like now and Zen, and I also, I do like uh, the principle of moments. I do like. Picture that eleven's going too. Yeah. What about the Honey Drippers? I never was a. Not bad. It's limited. Not much you could do. I mean, they got the EP. It's <laughs> like they can't put out ten albums. Yeah. I like Little by Little. I think that's a great song. This the, from his third LP, yes. Yeah. What is that called? I'm looking it up. My staff, who's still here. Shaken uh, and stirred. They're always there. No, I think that's on now and that's on now and Zen, I thought. No, I think no, you're right. No, now and Zen on. is where Phil oh, Stone breathes new life. <laughs> where he has heaven knows. Heaven I like knows. heaven knows. Like What's there one uh, long, long, cool one? Yeah, no, yeah. Baby, tall, cool knows. one. Tall, tall cool one. one. Yep, he's got some. He's got some stuff. At least he's tried different stuff. So Ship of Fools. Ship of Fools is on now, and that's a great song. That's a good song too. Does he yeah. have an album, Manic Nirvana? That was a good one yeah. too. Yeah, Tie Dye on the my... Highway. That's a great. Yeah, song. You forget how many he's. Principal Pictures at Eleven. Principal. He's actually had a more than I. Feel. More yeah, than I remember. Picture Eleven's got a lot of good hits. Burning Down One Side, that's the opening track. Jam. <laughs> There's a song in there called Pledge Pin. <laughs> <laughs> On your uniform! <laughs> Robert Plant's tribute to Animal House. 
his biggest hit, Pledge Pink. But one of you guys, you guys like somebody like, you like The Firm, right? I love The Firm. I got both the albums. Their first album. Great. Mean Business is good too. Yeah. I liked uh, Outrider. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Jimmy Page solo, yeah. I had no problem with Outrider. Is Outrider The Firm or is it Jimmy Page? Jimmy Page solo. Jimmy Page. Who, Who does he have sing on it? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, that's that's uh, Alex. Got, right. I think he left. I feel like I want to go on a Robert Plant deep dive now. You might. And listen to some of this stuff, some of the soul stuff. He had, he had a lot of soul albums. I never, uh, I never did uh, uh, check out the... Um, uh, the the page plant uh, you know reunion. Uh, oh yeah, Jason Bonham was on that uh, Jimmy Page album. Yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't. I was afraid that it would be bad. John Miles was the guy's name who sang on most of it. Sang on the, co- what the hit was the hit was wasting my time. That was the hit off of that mm-hmm. LP. What about uh, Coverdale Page? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad, not great. I just I didn't hear like, oh, you've got to check out Coverdale Page. <laughs> so I never bought it. Walking into Clarksdale. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a I'm gonna do a deep dive into deep dive into their solo careers. Oh, get ready. <laughs> we will have a lot of reviews next week. So what's the one to listen to? Mean business. I I like the, first, the, firm album. the yeah. first one. That's got radioactive. Radioactive. Midnight Every, moonlight. Yep. Closer. Satisfaction yeah. guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Jam. Big jam. That's a good album. Be every cut on it is good. Yeah. It's not quite an I demand album, but it's it's pretty close. <laughs> after closer, I, I demand make or break. <laughs> and, and after make or break. <laughs> I demand. To I'm gonna listen to them all and repeat my uh, report my findings. Okay. So my staff will not have the weekend off. Oh. They never get the weekend off. Hard driving taskmaster. All right. Let's finish up with our favorite Zeppelin album. I will go first. I used to say Into the Outdoor, but I have changed my mind recently because I feel like I play this album all the time. I am going with Physical Graffiti. Hmm. Really? Yes. Offbeat. I think double for, album for a well for a couple of reasons. Much like the White Album, more Zeppelin for your money. More Zeppelin for your money. Right. And there's not. I mean, you kind of said Cashmere, but I don't feel like Cashmere has been overplayed. You put that on. There's nothing on there you haven't heard a billion times. There's not a bad song on there. Physical Graffiti is it for me. I feel like. Physical graffiti. My opinion of physical graffiti is this: if they just put out that record one, 
and then added 10 years gone, it would be a perfect, perfect album. Hmm. But I've, I feel like there's too much filler on. Nope. Led on physical graffiti. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> there you All go. All good. All good. <laughs> no. You can't handle my debate skills. No, you're wrong. See, forensics. Uh, first LP for me, every cut. Yeah, we talked about that. So it's just up to Beave. I am <laughs> going to go with the uh, Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> I'm enough. going to go with Zoso, the untitled four That's symbols. Tight. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, probably it's pro- that, that. I mean, I'd have to say that's probably their best known. Um, yeah yeah a lot of classics i mean i feel like that's the that's the one album that like someone said the other day like that's the one album that can be considered dad rock i'm mm-hmm. like shut shut up Duh. you know what's funny about that album like almost every album every zeppelin album hit number one except for that i think never hit best, number one i mean all time it's the best selling zeppelin album just from mm-hmm but it hit number two and just never got to number one. Hmm. Didn't and they re- in through the outdoor? I think was the album that was number one for the longest amount of time. Interesting. Hmm. I think because people were kind of waiting for in through the outdoor, right? So when it came out, everybody bought it because yep. they, they were dying for some more Zeppelin. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? The weird thing about Zeppelin is. So we got all these, we've touched on every album except for Presence. It's like the forgotten Zeppelin album. And it hit, that was, that was the number one album, but they don't play any of the songs off that album on the radio. I mean, even the, there's, there's the, no easy, there's no easy digestible ones. That's why, you know, you got yeah. Achilles Last Stand, which is great. Big 10 minute jam. Nobody's fall by mine. Seven minute jam. I mean, everything's like, Both great. yeah. And it's a great candy store rock. I mean, it's a great album, but T for one, but they're all like eight minutes, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's forgotten about. I mean, we wouldn't, I, we almost forgot to talk about it at all. I agree with you. That's always gets uh, overlooked. And um, I feel like growing up, I always thought presence came out last, like after everything else, but it's, it's before into the outdoor. Yep. And it's like, you know, <laughs> Zeppelin's secret album that hit, hit number one. That like didn't Robert Plant's like daughter like die or very his, sick? His, his son, his son it was his son. Yeah, he was like five years old. He had a stomach virus or something and died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what all of my love is about. Yeah, it's horrible. But all right, <laughs> let's end on a lighter note. Yeah, really. Oh, I got a good one. I wrote this down for Beef. So Beef's hero is Lester Bangs. <laughs> in his review, his, his review of Led poster. Zeppelin three, he wrote that you know he really liked the song "That's the Way," but the band's heavier songs are crude and little differentiates them from each other. Lester Banks, Beef's hero, dismissing Zeppelin three. First of all, <laughs> I like the way he writes. His musical taste. Uh, Notwithstanding, he likes uh, he likes Black Sabbath. Oh well, good. <laughs> you don't like Lester Bangs. 
I don't really know him enough. He had some, uh, he had some funny, uh, he had some funny uh, pieces. He had one called James Taylor marked for death. Yep. That's funny. Anyway. And uh, Zeppelin three has the song that reminds me of beef big moment in alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To fall off the couch. Yep. I had to fall (laughs) off the couch uh, singing that song. Here comes immigrant song. Here goes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They, um, uh, you know, none of the critics really cared for Zeppelin. I mean, really. Right. I mean, they. Yeah. Rolling Rolling Stone hated that. They hated like every album. Yeah. Yeah. And, Um, but it's kind of cool that they were like that though, because Zeppelin was like, okay. Our fourth album, we're not going to say anything to anybody. Right. And they were, it didn't matter. Everyone still bought it. All the songs that I played in the radio, they never released a song, in, uh, a single in England. Right. Didn't matter. Yeah. They were just, they were just so loved. That it didn't matter what they did. So, I mean, they kind of took that whole AOR format to the next level in that, I mean, they really showed that you didn't really need to do that. You didn't really need the hit single right to sell a gajillion albums and make a lot of money. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. That's how Chicago was though. We had so many stations like that. We heard mm-hmm. every Zeppelin song. We didn't have to listen to Casey Kasem to hear a Zeppelin song. Right. Well, anything else before we wrap up our our signature uh, Zeppelin, po- the, the last word on Led Zeppelin. You don't Excellent. need to oh. listen or read anything more about this band. That's right. The bus. Now we have educated you. Yep. All right. What's, uh, what's on tap for next week's uh, episode of Jag Bags? We're going to do a couple things. We're going to do our Oscar predictions. Nice. And we're going to talk about Pixar movies. Pixar does no wrong. Should be a good one. Please tune in. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend or 10. Uh, give us uh, a, please give us a good review on your various uh, platforms. Please subscribe to us if you are able to. If you have uh, the ability to write a quick little review of Jag Bags, please give us a good little plug and make it hashtag Jag Bags. And as always, your Kind words are our best form of advertising. Um, And uh, that's it. Thanks very much to Scott Oaken for providing uh, ultimate expertise. (laughs) Well, thanks Uh, for having me. Anytime. uh, We'll have to have you back when uh, we talk. uh, We'll we'll have to do a a Thin Lizzy podcast. We hope you have four hours. (laughs) Real quick picket. Led Zeppelin or Thin Lizzy? Thin Lizzy. <laughs> and That's his uh, favorite band. You know, Thin Lizzy's his favorite. And we just talked for two hours about Zeppelin. I'd wondered if we had changed. He was always loyal. Guy <laughs> no. is cast. And we will talk Thin Lizzy another time. Well, thanks very much for everyone for tuning in. Like we said, please tell a friend about us. And uh, when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear. <laughs>